0: what is up you guys it's your girl JTAN tan and welcome back to the hustle theory this is episode 11 and today is a very special episode because it's the first guest episode i'm able to record in person since my second episode with my girls jackie and sarah and in this episode it is super personal to me because I've struggled with it a lot growing up as well. So if you guys didn't know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And growing up, mental health wasn't talked about much. And it wasn't until I was older that I was comfortable enough to reach out for help, which is why this episode means so much to me because our guests we have for today will be touching on some of these issues and more specifically, his journey through it all. So today we have rapper, tattoo artist, and reality TV star, Four. Four, do you mind just introducing yourself a little bit and giving us uh, your background and where you're from and things like that?
1: What's going on everybody? My name is Four, I'm from the south side of Chicago. I kind of do a lot of things, I'm an artist, I do music, I do tattoos, I paint, I'm an advocate for mental health, and um, I'm also on a uh, reality TV show called Black Ink Crew Chicago.
0: So, growing up, you never had like a real job, have you? How did you get your start?
1: actually I did have a real job. <gasps> did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a more like if you knew, you knew. So <laughs> okay, so how 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 I started, right? So it was the summer and um, you know, my mother used to take me to this barber shop to get my hair cut and um, she was kind of, you know, cool with the uh, one of the barbers in there, one of the owners. And um, he let me work in there to just sweep hair so I used to get paid every like week. So it was like a hundred dollars a week, you know. But I, for me that was cool because I wanted to buy shoes and you know, my mom wasn't buying expensive shoes for me. So I took that little job and then just made enough, you know, and then quit eventually. But um, I got into music at a young age, you know. Um, I did have an actual real job. That's just uh, fast forward things. but that's when I was in college. I was away from Chicago, so I didn't have an income, so. But I started basically like painting, painting and designing shoes and t-shirts in high school all the money i would save up you know from my mom giving me lunch money and i would not eat just about you know new sneakers just to just to paint and, you know making my style that's what that's what built my client sell up all of through high school so once i did that you know the music i was doing music also you know what i'm saying so it was just like i was just kind of always multi-talented like i just used what i knew to get me through the door whatever it was you know what i'm saying so that was my outlet like I didn't know how to work with somebody like that I just was like I, I was talented so I was like well if they like it why not sell it you know?
0: and I think something really cool about that is that I say like oh yeah you didn't have a real job but yes you've had a real job and what you're doing now is your job but what you did was you took that normal job that other people would just consider as the normal route but you used that to fund your actual passions and your dreams because you knew you were meant for something Kind of bigger than that you knew that you had talent that you could use and i think that's what's really great about you as a person is that you embrace that because there are so many people that i know that are talented and it's just they don't embrace it fully or they're too scared to kind of take that action and to do what you did where you literally were like no i'm gonna put this money into my work into my art and that kind of rewards you further than others in the end
1: Absolutely. You gotta have a vision. You know, uh, I always felt like, you know, I've been drawing since I can remember, but um, I always felt like I was a special kid. I just never felt like I had to really worry about nothing. I felt like I knew it was going to get figured out. Because, you know, the best advice I always give people, you know, people always ask me, like, how this, how that. I always tell them, like, just keep going you know that's the best way because if you stop then that's it you know if you keep going you're gonna figure it out you know that's what i had to do just like did what i know i tried to do school you know what i'm saying i was going to school for graphic design and and the teacher failed me i had a good grades but it it was an art class i was taking it was a drawing class, and a lady failed me, and I felt some way because I was putting my all into it. And in college, you know, college is expensive as a student. Like you had going to go, go in and buy all these different things for class, and you know, trying to be just, you know, just to get a good grade. You know, um, so when I got when when she failed me, I took that as a sign of like, you know what, do what you know. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying so that's what I did, It's got me this far, you know what I mean, so it's been a, you know, a blessing, you know, so that's why I always tell people, like, you don't necessarily need school, shout out to those people who, who have made it all the way through college, got their degrees and masters and things like that, you know, but it isn't for everybody, and it's okay to take a different path, you have two ways to live, it's people that live normal, and then people that live abnormal, you know, so living abnormal is like, it's not guaranteed, but you have to make it guaranteed, like, I have to stand on this, this is what I live by, and make people around understand, you know, this is what you do. And-
0: I definitely agree with that because, you know, people want to try something and then give up so easily. But for me, I feel like I know I have this vision. I know what I want to do. So I'm going to make it work regardless, no matter what bumps, obstacles. If something goes wrong in my head, I'm like, okay, how can I make this go right? How can I switch that perspective and keep going and not fall victim to just giving up because things got too hard?
1: What what they say? If you're not trying, you're not gonna be successful. Like not failing at something, you have to fail. You have to try. Everybody isn't gonna just be placed at the top. You have to go through the motion. You know, I always tell people this. Like you can see Michael Jordan slant dunk the ball from the free throw line. You can watch him do it all day, but you don't know the strengths and the, the routes of how many times you have to practice to get to that level, you know, of confidence to feel like he can do that. You can, just because you see someone do it, it's not that easy. You have to put the work in, you know, and uh, I feel like that's like, especially in this generation now where a lot of people they are not really fully committed to the, the time. Everybody wants to fast fast dollar they want to be rewarded fast uh, so with social media things like that you know it's like take away the attention man and just put the work in you know so you're gonna, it's gonna you're gonna get rewarded don't think nobody's watching someone's always watching what you do always
0: you know your mindset now is like it's very inspiring to see that because I mean I've known you for a few years now and like obviously I know some of the things that you guys had to like go through growing up and stuff so do you mind sharing what that was like growing up and how that kind of molded into the mindset that you have today? Because I'm sure it wasn't always like this.
1: Um, honestly, I always tell people like, it's beauty in the struggle. And what I mean by that is like, I didn't have I didn't have that much, you know what I mean? I had a family who loved me, you know? We wasn't financially stable like that, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people don't know that, you know, all through high school, I was living in hotels. Like I was homeless, you know what I'm saying? I had to stay in hotels, like all, like, all through high school because we had nowhere to go. But I let that motivate me, you know, at the same time, it just pushed me like, you know what, if if this is what it's going to feel like, if this is what the worst feels like, let me figure out ways to make myself feel better, to change my situation, to help my family, help my mother, you know, um, things like that. That was pretty much it. Like, I didn't let it damage me, you know. um, I, I was never like... Well, I was a little ashamed, I take it, away. I take it back, um, not even more so at like my family. I was just like, I didn't want none of my friends around because yeah, I think in high school, you around your friends and like people are ready to pick on you or laugh at you when they don't understand your situation. Like being in high school, you don't know nothing. Like you still have a lot of growing up to do. So um, I didn't want people in my business more so, you know what I mean? I was still cool. Like hotel or house I still had my family the love was still there it wasn't that it just we didn't have it, it just wasn't the most comfortable situation but you know I let it motivate me like I started going harder you know what I'm saying at that you know and this was with my mother having a good job you know what I mean we still took a loss you know what I mean um but you know I didn't let that damage me and even with like um being a you know um a child with no father, like, my pops not being there, you know, I let that motivate me too. As much as I wanted him there, my biggest, my biggest uh, focus was like, you know what, go so hard, make him regret not being in my life, so when he looks at me, when I get older, like, damn, you know what I'm saying, I can't even, yeah, I, you know, make him look, look, make him look bad, not me, you know what I'm saying, because I, I used, that I was fuel to my fire, you know what I'm saying, so, that's what I would, I would say, like, let let things that you go through, inspire you, because, who wants good without the bad like it's no it's no good without the bad. You have to take both and you know Rather the situation is good bad or ugly. You have to just learn from it When things go bad, you know something great is coming. That's a fact literally if it's not a loss It's gonna be a lesson. You know what I'm saying that's that's what I always feel like you won't learn something you go You know bump your head a couple of times to so know not not to bump it again. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you go everything is from experience,
0: right? And I definitely agree with that if you don't let those lessons teach you something and you just kind of say, oh, like, poor me, poor this, you're never going to grow from it. And you have to, you have to endure that. And one of my favorite things that I always kind of mention is that you don't stop suffering from the pain until you find the purpose. And once you have that purpose, it makes it so much easier for you to move on and to, you know, recognize that this was all meant for the larger vision that you have later on in life, whether you see that now or whether it takes five years from now, you know, and you never know what's going to happen later on and what's gonna what struggles you went through are actually helping you in the future
1: no that's a fact I definitely agree
0: yeah and so let's just kind of get more into like the mental health part of things so I remember you struggle with depression yes yes so when that was first publicly announced that was while you were on Black Green Crew Chicago right and so like how did that I guess change your life because for me, when I recognize like, oh, I'm dealing with depression right now, I'm going through all this stuff, I was able to have that privately to myself and kind of go through that. But it's a lot different for your situation because you're already on a TV show that kind of documents your life and things like that. So could you kind of first actually explain to people who don't know what Black Ink Crew Chicago is and then that impact it had on your whole journey?
1: You know, being a cast member, you know, of a uh, TV show that's shining light, you know, on my city, Chicago, it was uh, nothing that I was looking for. We stumbled into it, you know, just a group of friends doing what we love, you know what I mean, which was art, and someone grew a liking to it, and they, they took a chance on us. And, you know, we actually, six years still running, you know, so it's a blessing. It we use the longest show that's been running in Chicago, you know, but it's a life that comes with it. Everything has a gift and a curse, but during that time with me filming i was just trying to do my job and trying to you know get these seasons and episodes out for you know for the audience and um i knew i I wasn't feeling right that day and um i just broke down i couldn't hide it you know that's one thing about the camera the camera catches everything like even when you faking it they're gonna see it you know so i try to honestly like i tried to run as far away as i could but their job is to follow and See what's going on, you know, but sometimes you get to that point where it's like, yo, I need a break man. You know, this was never nothing. I was looking for like attention Like I never was really that so I just broke down because like I had a moment I just felt weak I had to hit rock bottom to to really get back to where I'm at because um, I got to a point where I was everybody else's strengths But my own so, you know, I felt like I lost all my purpose I felt like I, I didn't I didn't know who I was no more, you know, I looked in the mirror and didn't see myself, you know And it just felt like why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, so Things like that, you know, man, I, I didn't, I'm surprised I'm still here. So what, what what I did was during that time, I took six months away from filming. Like we were still filming. I just, I just stopped. I wouldn't get help. I started doing therapy. I went through like four different therapists to find the right one that was for me. From there, I just learned how to channel my energy, negative energy rather, you know, um, to positive things. And that's what it was for me. So I had to, you know, get close with my family because a lot of people didn't know what I was going through because I keep things bottled up because I'm, Everybody else's shoulder to lean on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, he good, he good, he good, you know, he good, he good. You know what I'm saying? But it was like that was kind of my fault too for not letting them know. You know, but it was like, how can you be that way when you're always when and when everyone else is is leaning on your shoulder to tell you their problems or how they feel? And it's just like, you know, I didn't want I didn't want that image of me. That's what it was. It was just like be that uplifting spirit for everyone else around, be that positive person, be that joyful person, you know, and um, My thing was always being like a sacrifice. I always told myself I was a sacrifice for my family So I didn't ever want to tell nobody what I was going through, you know, so I had to take the hit, you know I mean it happened on national television, but they Showed me maybe two months after that happened. This is before it aired and at that time I was a lot stronger mm-hmm and I wouldn't got help. So when I went to go see, I went to New York and I, they sat me down and showed me the raw footage and I watched it and um, they asked like, man, you know, this is probably the realest stuff that we ever caught, you know? And they was asking me how I would feel about it. And at the time I felt strong enough. So I was like, yeah, you guys could, you know, show it, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But the moment it aired, like I was working when it aired, I was in the process of doing a tattoo. And when it aired, it broke me right back down because I thought I was going to be strong and when i got all the attention on me it was like it was worse it hit me again you know i had to literally take let someone take my phone because like now my phone is blowing up you know what i mean and it was just like you never really can heal from certain things you just have to learn how to channel your energy and channel Like even doing this like things like this used to take a piece of me every time i talk about it but that's how i know i'm getting stronger now i'm okay to talk about it freely and, and be okay with it like everybody has things that they go through everybody's Everybody's going through something, you know what I'm saying? Rather they hide it or they put it out there. And it's okay to not be okay. That's what I tell people. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, keep things bottled in, but you are only hurting yourself. When you, when you erupt and you explode, you don't know what you, what it's going to look like.
0: You know, there are a couple of things there that, first of all, a lot of the things that you said, I that's exactly where I realized. Like when I started breaking down myself, that's what I realized. I was sacrificing myself, sacrificing my own mental health without even realizing it, just because I always wanted other people to be good. I'm like, are you good? As long as you're good, everything's cool, but I would never check on my own self, which is crazy because how could you think that you can continue helping all the people you love without helping yourself first? You have to have that strong foundation for yourself in order to be that rock and continuously be that rock for other people. And, you know, another thing that you said that I think is so important, especially for people who are kind of on the verge of wanting to... Look into therapy and things like that. I hear a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I went to a therapist and I really didn't like it." But what I liked about what you said is that you tried four different people. That's important, you know. You if one therapist doesn't work out, like it's like friends. Like not everyone's gonna be your friend. How could you possibly think every therapist is gonna be perfect for you? You have to keep looking because I guarantee there's gonna be that one person that is gonna be the therapist that you're like, "Wow, this is exactly what I needed. This is exactly who I can open up to because." you relate to them. You can you feel connected to them because you just don't have that connection with everyone. Yeah. So I'm really happy that you did that and you didn't just kind of give up on therapy and say, oh, this isn't for me. And another thing that you were mentioning was how once you thought that, oh, yeah, it's been a couple of months, things have been good now. I'm over it. I'm cool. And you said once it aired publicly, it triggered you. And like for me, a lot of things kind of trigger me. And I'm just like, whoa like, where did that come from? But I think what you said was, you know, you're not getting completely over it you're just finding new ways to cope and you're finding new ways to channel that energy into something else and so for you what would you say like is your way of channeling that energy is it music or
1: what's crazy is um actually working out helped a lot like fitness like helps me more mentally than physically mm-hmm. you know the physical look is the reward but for me being mentally okay is is you know means a little more than just some results that's what i that's why i started working out i just I, at first I, of course it was a physical thing i was trying to do like lose weight get in shape but then once it became something that helps me mentally i was like you know this is something i need to keep going on and doing to take care of my health you know it wasn't about necessarily gaining muscle it was just more so gaining strength you know what i mean mentally for me to uh, just push myself, you know, to trigger any type, cause like sometimes you get that idle time and you sit there and get to thinking, overthinking about stuff and you're just not appreciative of where you're, where you're at in your life and you start thinking about all the bad things you've been through and you just don't feel strong enough. So like, I have to get up now every morning to make that my thing. I have to put that into my routine, just like getting up, brushing my teeth and things like that because that's something that helps me to keep going. Uh, of course, it's been other outlets like music and art like that. But working out actually has really pushed me, you know what I mean, to a different person, I would say. And it's important, you know.
0: Shout out Big B. Lightweight. <laughs> literally, I am really... I, it's funny that you say that because I remember the first time I met you, we, I don't think you guys were going out like to the gym all together like you were. And now you guys have each other's back. The people you work out with, I remember like back in Chicago at least with Big B and stuff, literally... you guys made it look fun to work out because you guys were always cheering each other on, you guys had that support, and you guys held each other accountable. People don't realize that when you work out and you feel good your health-wise, like physically, that also helps your mental. Because if you're just laying around, like this is something that I noticed with myself at least, is that when I'm sad, if I just lay around, I am not getting any less sad. I'm getting more sad. I have to, you know, get up, go like, check out what's going on outside and just I don't know. Breathe some fresh air, because if you just kind of keep yourself in that mindset and you don't find ways, and you know, sometimes it's okay to just lay in bed a little bit and just rest and like take some peace to yourself. But I think it's also important to recognize that if you allow yourself to do that, is it helping you or is it making you worse?
1: Yeah, the last thing you want to do is be in a, in a stuck place. Like you, you don't want to be in a hole. You know, what I'm saying for what? You know you're making it your choice and that's the thing that you want to also break so uh, my question to you is because it's not in mine is this something by your depression is this something that's like passed down or so you would you say is it does it run in your family because it doesn't run in mine mm-hmm. you know it's just something i personally deal with you know so right. i just wanted to ask you you know is it that
0: that actually brings up a good point actually because to be honest i feel like my observations yes i can see it within other family members However, because in like Asian culture, mental illness is not something we talk about. And like, even with like my parents, even like now, it's still kind of hard to be like, hey, I'm struggling with depression. And so when I speak about it with like my parents, growing up for them, like that just gets swept right under the rug. You know, like we don't talk about those things. So for me to kind of answer like whether it was something passed down or if it was all like a product of like my environment, I would have to just say probably a little bit of both, but I'm not for sure. I know... A lot of my depression does come from like you know childhood traumas and things like that for sure but if everyone in my family kind of like went into it i'm sure we can probably see it so for you that kind of like goes into being first of all a male i have a lot of guy friends and when we talk about mental health i'm the person that they lean on so they'll talk about a lot of like personal things with me right and then they also mention how that's just not something that they talk about with their families so is that, was that something like similar to your sense or?
1: See, I man, it's a lot. Um, just being a, a black male, you know, an alpha male, it's hard because they expect everybody to be strong. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we can't show no weakness. They think black men, you know what I'm saying, protect the women, your family. Like we have a lot of things to do. Our kids, like, you know, certain things we just have to do and just automatically be. And it's like, what about the part where you're not okay when you're going through something? I feel like in the black community, I feel like, it isn't a problem until something happens, mm-hmm. you know? And um, it's too late at that point, you know? Because you may have someone that's saying, oh, they're going through this and going through that, or they may just be keeping it to themselves because they may not have a circle around them or family or friends around them who really understand them or even think, or they, or they may blow it off, like, oh, I man, you're just having a bad day. You know, go to sleep, you'll be alright, You know what I mean? Or, what, or or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, for what I've been doing, um, I've been actually making it my business to be a little more advocate about it and uh, going to talk to people. You know, when I had my own episode with depression, the, with the you know, so many people reached out. I guess it's because they look just like me and they felt like I had an answer for them still to this day. So I just give people like advice that I, I think that whatever helped me, I give that advice to them. You know, and if it helps them, I hope, I, I mean, I wish I hope it does, but you know, if not, go get some help. I like, go get a therapist or go talk to your family or friends or whoever, like if your friends or your family around you can't understand you going through something. Then they don't need to be what you want. You celebrating something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That ain't your them. Your party friends. Them your halftime friends. That ain't your real ride or dies. So I feel like that's what you. That's what we need now. We need people that's in their circle that's gonna be really down for them and make sure they bring the right amount of love. You know what I mean? I think when you have love in the conversation and love in the room. These things may be a little more easier to talk about because it's like they know they're loved. Mm -hmm. Some people will let their guard down more, you know, I would feel like. But I've been doing mental health panels, you know what I'm saying, now because of what got put out about me and what I went through. So it was a gift and a curse, you know what I mean? I'm thankful for it now because I'm able to give people advice and just help them out through what I've been through.
0: You know, that's something that I think is, like you said, it's a gift and a curse but now that you're kind of like finding new ways to live with it and cope and find new ways to find your happiness, I think whatever the audience believes in whether that's a universe, whether it's God, I believe that your purpose in life was to have this platform and was to have these people watching your journey because you're that relatable person that, like you said, people are seeing you and they're like, oh, this person looks like me and I'm going through the same stuff. And it allows them to not just invalidate their feelings and be like, oh, I'm so-and-so, like we don't do this in our family. Like this isn't real. This isn't, I am just having a bad day. Like you said, they're saying like, okay, I should go get some help. And even if it's just, maybe it's just a phase in your life where, you know, a lot of things are going on and you just kind of need time to take everything in and just find a new way to release that in a different way. But whatever it is, I think it's really important that the way you're using your platform and the way that you are advocating for like mental health and doing those panels is really, really inspiring. And it's helpful for other people because not everyone has that for their families, like you said. And to like see the people that they look up to, because I know there are so many people who look up to you and you have this following and stuff. So keep doing what you're doing, honestly, because you're going to keep changing people's lives. And I think that's really what's the most beautiful thing about having that type of platform.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the goal. You know, is to inspire. You know, what I mean, once you start figuring out your purpose and then you start just looking at your life, and it's like once you realize how much information isn't given. You know, what I mean, it's like I'm to the point where I, I I could teach somebody everything I do. I can give it to you, whether it's musically, tattooing, mental health, whatever it is, acting, whatever, anything. I, I'm just that type of person. It's free information, you know what I mean? Like, I would give it to you, you know? So I feel like these things that don't get talked about need to be talked about more to help each other out, you know what I mean? Because when it's too late, you know, when some, you find out your best friend or somebody, your cousin, somebody, you know, God forbid, committed suicide, and it's like, now you're mourning, but now you gotta read it, either a, a death note, you know, or it's or it's too late, or you're gonna be thinking like, damn, bro. He did say he was going through this and that. I never made time for this, mm-hmm. you know. You know, now not oh, it shouldn't have been overlooked. Like that's what I'm saying. It didn't. It don't matter until something happens. Like mm-hmm. we got to get ahead of things these days. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's just with the world in general. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it gets talked about. It gets talked about. You know, and I would say not in the black community, but you know, you say no culture don't talk about it as much. So we need to bring more awareness to it. That's just what, that's just what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's nothing wrong with not being okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's just like. If you wake up sad today, you wake up happy tomorrow and then sad sad again, like, that's okay. Like, why is that okay? But mental health isn't, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we are people, we are human. Like, these things are supposed to happen. Like, look at the world we live in. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not easy. So, you know, I'm gonna stand on it. Definitely.
0: And so I do want to talk about one of my favorite songs that's by you and that's help. So can you kind of go into what that song meant to you and then following that song because that song came out 2018 2019. And then your self love album just came out last year. So will you kind of like talk about the journey of that and like how your journey through mental health and just what you're going through in life influenced that music?
1: I mean, that's one thing crazy about music. For me, music is not just You know, I need a club record, you know, so we can party and dance too. For me, music is my diary. It's like my journal. I always tell people like, if you really want to get to know me, listen to my music to understand me better. Um, Help, I made that record. That's just really where I was at. Uh, It was a cry for help, I guess, you know? For me and and other people that I knew that was going through, you know what I'm saying, just mental mental health issues is like, you know, Don lost his sister on his father's side to mental to mental health. And that was like as soon as she got released from the hospital, you know, like things like that. It's like, man, like to see my people hurt, you know what I mean, loved ones gone, you know, seeing what I'm dealing with, you know, I didn't wanna I didn't want him to deal with that type of trauma either. After him already losing his sister, so, you know, it was a cry for help and I just felt like it was time for it. And then moving forward, when I dropped my project Self Love, it was just everything that was in the project, all the songs I was making, uh, the direction it was going, I just had to realize like that was in my life what was missing. I didn't love myself enough. Mm -hmm. I loved everybody else. Make sure everybody, make sure all my energy and love was like, make sure she loved me, make sure he loved me, make sure them over there loved me. Cousin and them, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to make sure I was loved by everybody else. Myself, and that was the biggest problem. Yep. If you don't love yourself, then it doesn't matter who has love for you. If you don't love yourself, it does not matter, it's not gonna feel the same. It don't matter how it don't matter who it's coming from. It could be your idol. You know what I'm saying? You gotta look in the mirror. You gotta be yourself. You gotta walk your own shoes. You gotta speak for you. You gotta stand on your own. Like it's you. I feel like COVID taught me that. You know what I'm saying? Like COVID took all the distractions away, and it gave us time to focus on self. You know what I'm saying? So I added on to that. That's why. That's why. That's how the fitness thing started really becoming a thing. You know. And I was right after the project drop. So you know, it's it's important. You know what I mean? Self love. Like. You have to love yourself first. You have to.
0: I definitely agree with the whole COVID thing because that when I started my self-love journey, I guess, because I realized I was like, everything slowed the fuck down. And now I'm like, holy shit. I have not had this time to just sit and enjoy myself. And then when I realized I didn't even really like being with myself, that's when I realized I was like, wait, I don't even love who I am because I was so, I allowed myself to get distracted by everyone else's problems, by all this other work that I didn't even fully love. And I was just, busy all the time. I was over extending myself to the people that even to some people that didn't even fully love me and only loved me because they could use me or something like that. And so I definitely agree. Like you, it doesn't matter who loves you if you don't love yourself, because if you don't have love for yourself, you won't realize the value that other people are seeing in you. And that's a huge thing. You need to recognize your value because if you don't, it doesn't matter what you accomplish. It doesn't matter what husband, wife, whatever. It doesn't ma- Those things don't matter if you can't even value yourself and value the work that you put in to have the life that you created for yourself. So that's definitely what I've learned during this whole COVID time with your whole album, like with cardio and things like that. In that album kind of remind me of different ways to kind of invest in yourself. And with that, would you, other than like, I guess, you know, working out and exercising, what are other ways do you think that you invest in yourself to kind of garner that self-love and continue coping with depression? Because sometimes it doesn't just go away. So what are other ways that other people can invest
1: in yourself? I mean, don't get me wrong, Jenny. Like I still have, I still have my days, you know, even out here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've had times where I shut down, you know, remove myself from social media for a second just to reset. Sometimes you have to just reset So how I view life, right? I'm a giver, right? I'm a giver, I'm a big giver. I don't really receive like that. All I really want is love received, you know? If I do something that's off the shrimp, it's never never like a pay me back type of thing. uh, When I do things, I'm just a giver, you know what I'm saying? I give love, I give gifts. I like to make people happy, right? So I start viewing things like this. I look like an iPhone, right? I'm an iPhone and these are all the apps, right? These are all the apps that need me in order to work, I have to recharge. Like if once my battery's dead, it's dead. I have to recharge. So that's how I started like looking at my life. Like, listen, all these people, all these apps are attached to me on the iPhone, right? But they can't work if if I'm not hundred percent, you know? So that's what I started doing, realizing like everything's on hold until I'm okay. You know what I mean? I don't, and it's not about, cause like people, sometimes people survive off other people. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's cool if I choose to do that, but make sure the person who chooses to do that, the giver, you have to make sure the giver's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because those people are just gonna panic. You know, the apps are gonna panic because they can't be used, right? But you will be once the phone is back charged. Like, so just give me a second. Sometimes you gotta take time to yourself and you can't just give all your time to everybody. You know what I'm saying? You have to just reset, wait it out until you feel good. And And that's what I do. Like anytime I feel like shutting down, I may I may send a texture to somebody who who I may have been talking to at the moment, or I may give family and them a heads up, you know. But sometimes I may not because at that point now it's like, what's going on? What's wrong? They're panicking because they want to make sure you're okay. And the only reason they want to make sure you're okay is because you make sure they're okay. You understand? So it's like sometimes you just gotta just shut down for yourself. You know what I mean? Take a couple days to yourself, and it's okay. You can do whatever you want. You could actually be have be the happiest like i learned like when i when i was unreachable i was the happiest Mm -hmm. no one knew everybody was just oh you're okay there's no one not hearing anything i'm talking i wasn't texting nobody back i wasn't in in no dms or nothing like everyone just make sure i'm okay and so what was crazy about that what i what i noticed i was like wow i wish people checked up on me like this on a regular you know you guys are worried because you don't see me you know what i mean but this is the energy that i should be getting anyway yeah especially when you're the giver to so many receivers, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's what I do. And then honestly, like, I mean, it's legal now to speak on it, like marijuana helps me. Like I smoke, because I, I have anxiety where I'm all over the place in my head. So when I smoke, it calms me down and I can focus on the things that I'm trying to do and that's in front of me. I take everything one, one day at a time, you know what I'm saying? One thing after another, like, if I gotta do this, I gotta do that. So it's like smoking it, it calms me down, it's not a drug, you know what I mean? It's just weed, it's nothing bad. So that's what helps me, you know, things like that. And then also, you know, doing things like this you know just speaking on it you know what I mean? because it is energy that you need to get out because they're keeping their stuff like this bottled up to damage you i have never heard
0: that um analogy before but i'm about to use that more often because there's peace in that do not disturb button you got to put it on sometimes and like you said how you're saying like oh yeah the app will freak out and stuff like that and i definitely felt that once I was like, okay, I just need to shut down and just get away for a little bit. And people mm-hmm. will freak out because they're so used to telling me their problems, and they're like, "Wait, who am I supposed to go to now?" Yeah, talk to you now. Exactly. exactly. And you have to, you have to be very selective with. Mm-hmm. At least now I'm realizing you have to be selective where you put your energy because mm-hmm. honestly, not everyone deserves it, and mm-hmm. it, it's a really hard thing, especially when you're someone who is a giver who wants to make sure everyone's good. But if you're making sure that the people who don't even fully care about you the way that they should are like good and you're putting all that energy towards them, they're not putting any, any energy back into you for you to refuel that. An empty cup, that really is what it is. And it's really hard when you are a giver though. Trust me, like it's really hard to like kind of get in that mindset where you're like, I, I don't want to say like cutting people off, but like sometimes you kind of have to, you know, like I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, breakups, I guess with like friends and things like that. And honestly, like at the time I felt, I felt hurt hurting someone else. But now it's like this just, huge release of just energy that I was I was just feeling drained all the time. He was over
1: it. He was over it exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like there's this whole weight off my shoulders is the most freeing feeling. And it's really crazy to think about that way.
1: So what I learned, right, is two kinds of people in this world. It's two kinds of people. It's people that live off love and people that live off survival. You know what I mean? So and I've witnessed it. I've had people I've been looking out for as many times as they call and need me. You know, I don't like necessarily just giving people something, but I put you in a position to win. Like, okay, well, you could work for me or I could put you in tune with this person to try to help your situation. Like, I try to do something that's more so longevity, you know what Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Versus just, here goes $200. However the extra amount of money is, that's temporary, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather, help you out a long way, where it could almost change your routine. I was doing things like that, and then still getting hurt by these people who I'm looking out for. And I told my, it was times I had to look in the mirror, like, man, what am I doing wrong? What did I ever do to this person? And I and it was never, I couldn't figure out what it was ever, and I just have to realize, like you know what, like we didn't fall out, you no know, argument type stuff. Some people just like, go the other way because they they feel like they got so much they can get out of you, and they know they they know that they, they probably time is up. So they're gonna go somewhere else, you know what I'm saying, and go soak that energy there, soak it up. There. That's just how some people live. Like, they gotta survive, mm. you know what I mean. Some people build off love, like me. I'm gonna build off, I'm gonna love. So if I can meet that energy, you know what I'm saying, I like met that. That's the energy I wanna match. You know what I'm saying the love, you know what I mean? Those that are gonna survive, to Do what y'all gonna do? You know what I mean? It's still all love to you, but I had to understand that. I didn't understand it at one point. And that's because I was thinking like, why isn't everybody this way? Everybody gonna be different, you know?
0: Right, and like, that's another thing I also had to learn was that it's not, when you're feeling certain emotions or when you're going through certain things, a lot of times when there's an external situation that causes something, right? It's not about you, you know, you have to realize it's that other person's problem. And Mm -hmm. you can ask yourself like, why wasn't I this? Why wasn't I that? Or what did I do wrong? But if you're asking all these questions and you can't really find a definite answer, you have to realize it's not you. You have to ask them. Your next question is, okay, what is going on on the other side that isn't matching up with our energy? because you need to find good energy. Good energy will attract each other, but if you allow bad energy to keep coming in, more and more will just strain you.
1: The devil is always knocking, you know what I mean? It's, it's always, you're always gonna be tested, you know. People will come in and out your life, and I, I, I feel like, you know, by experience and being the best teacher, like even now, like I'm at the point now, I'm not looking for friends, you know, and that, and it's like, I want people around that's gonna be helping me get richer, you know what I mean? Helping me to be mentally straight, you know what I mean? Helping it to people that care, people who want to see you win, not just because you knew me all this, you knew me all X amount of years. You know what I mean? Those like That's that's cool. If you happen to be in my corner from that long, I very well appreciate it. But at the same time, you can't sit here and expect everybody to be going the same path on the same journey as you because this is what your dream is. Everybody ain't. It ain't for everybody. So you got to be rooting for me regardless. Like if I'm, if it's real love, root for me regardless. You know what I mean? And try to try to be supportive, because that's all you need is support. And for what you do, you find a circle of people that works for you for what you're doing, and we elevate together, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I want. I want people that's more business-minded. You know, we I don't need friends already. I got friends, you know what I mean? So now it's about how can we all level up to all be good? How can we help each other out, you know what I'm saying? Because if I can't do this, I know you can. And if you can't do it, I know I can. And we just, we just work like that. That's how it's supposed to be, you know what I mean? That's what I feel. That's all that matters.
0: Definitely. And I think that once you kind of have that circle that you know you can like trust and lean on, a lot of things in your life mm-hmm. feels a lot lighter and you're, you feel like you can really just yeah. accomplish anything really. And so I'm really happy that you're able to like find that group of friends and that to have that family and just be surrounded by the love that you really deserve. I guess just to kind of like wrap things up a little bit, what would you say was your biggest take away from your whole like mental health journey since it was kind of broadcasted on live television? And then what final pieces of advice do you have for someone that is going through something and maybe isn't more vocal about, you know, things that they're going through in their lives?
1: I would say stand silent. That's really the only like thing, I, that's the only like loss I think I, I could take from it. It's just, I can't be quiet anymore. You know, I have to stand on it, I have to own it now. Before it was like, I don't know what I'm going through. I haven't talked to myself, you know. Now it's like, it's better to speak about it, you know what I mean? So, to anyone who's going through anything, take your time with it. Find somebody you trust, you know what I mean? Pray about it, you know. I'm big on this. From my experience, I've learned anything you put out, even if you just say it, you could be you could be by yourself. As long as you shouting it out, as long as you saying it, you put it in the universe, it's going to come back to you. You have to put it out that's why i'm big on anything you put out in the universe is gonna come back to you it's gonna find you some way somehow it's gonna find you. you're gonna get your answer it may not be today but it's gonna come i mean that's what i believe and you know you just have to also just trust the process like i tell people it's a fight it's a fight worth having because once you figure it out you can move better and you know who you are you understand yourself like i understand myself now i know myself i can break myself all the way down mm-hmm. When I feel this way, I know exactly what it is. When someone else makes me feel the way, I know exactly why that person makes me feel that way. I'm very aware of how I am, who I am. I'm very aware of that now, you know. So that's the greatest experience I could say. I've learned from everything that I've been through. So just don't keep things bottled, bottled in. Just you know, trust the person and, and just always bet on self and. Love yourself, you know, no matter what. It ain't about comparing your life to the next person. and Like, oh, well, they're living better than me. You don't know what that person is going through. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as a life that's better than you. And so I think J. Cole said it best. Just find your niche. You know, everybody has a, everybody is a star. You just got to find your life. Everybody. You got to find what it is that works for you. you know? That
0: was the perfect way to end. That was really great. So one very last thing before we hop off, though, could you just plug all the ways that people can continue to follow your journey and show you support and things like that, like your Instagram where they can find your music and whatnot?
1: Yeah, um, to anybody who wants to keep up, you know, stay in tune with me, you can follow me on social media. It's uh, Forever i You can spell it uh, P-H-O-R-E-V-E-R-I-M. That's on Instagram, that's on Twitter, that's on Snapchat. My YouTube channel is uh, for my name, P-H-O-R-N-M-O-L. You guys can go uh, subscribe whenever you guys get a chance. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you so much, for for being so open and vulnerable with us. I think sharing your story is so important for others that look up to you to realize that they aren't alone. Your mental health is so important to take care of, and you should never feel ashamed for it. If you or someone you know has a mental illness, is struggling emotionally, or has concerns about their mental health, the National Institute of Mental Health has a ton of resources to guide you. If you or someone you know is in need of immediate help in a crisis, please, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. You can also now use the crisis text line and text hello to 741741 and the lifeline connects callers to the nearest crisis center in the Lifeline National Network and these centers provide crisis counseling and mental health referrals. These services are available 24/7 to serve anyone in any type of crisis, connecting them with a crisis counselor who can provide support and information. But Thank you again, for That wraps up episode 11. It's always great to see you, and I am a little bit sad Bear's not here, but I'll get over it because I'll see him soon. And um, thank you all for tuning in. You guys, mental health is so important, and like Four said, don't keep that all in. Make sure you express that because Problems that are big or small, they all deserve attention. There's no reason to invalidate how you feel. And so on that note, be on the lookout for episode 12 dropping in a couple of weeks. Until then, I hope you all have an amazing, productive day.